All right, so uh, this week on Figuring It Out, I had the opportunity to interview Nick Bender from Grunk Dolfer. Grunk Dolfer is a golf apparel company based in San Diego and founded in 2021 by your boy Nick Bender, as well as his co-founder, Brad Moon. They first got their start selling golf poles and hats online and have quickly scaled their operation. They can actually be found at over 20 golf shops in Southern California, which is a pretty big accomplishment within one year. And I wouldn't bet against them. You know, Nick's very tenacious. He's a great guy, great leader. Both Brad and Nick have been great to me over the years. They can be found online at grunkdolfer.com, on Instagram at grunkdolfer, and on TikTok at grunk underscore dolfer. If you listen all the way through, Nick drops a discount code. I'm not sure if that's live or not, uh, but I'm hoping it is. In this episode, we recap how we first met, Nick's background, how Grunk Dolfer came from idea to reality, their growth strategies, and the future of Grunk Dolfer. Hope you enjoy. Nick Bender, how are you, my man? I'm great, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to have you on, man. You're the first guest of uh, Figuring It Out podcast. And I really look up to you as like an entrepreneur as an, and as a friend. So I'm, again, super That's grateful cool. to Thank have you. you on. Yeah. So in honor, dude, of the Grunk Dolph, I'm drinking a little peanut. I saw, yeah. Is that Got a Wilson a little... Crete glass? Dude, it's a Wilson. I don't, where is this place? Have you been? That's in Temecula, where, by where I live. Hmm. Dude, so let's just start off from the beginning, man. You know, I got a candle lit. Okay. I got the wine going, yeah. dude. I just want to yeah. hear it from yeah. you, man. It's like, tell me about Grunk Dolfer. Tell me about the origins of Grunk Dolfer. Tell me where it started. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little less glamorous than you might think. The name came to me first, right? Mm-hmm. Literally just, like, screwing around one day, and Grunk Dolfer popped in my head as, as just a, a name. I was like, oh, that's funny, like, Drunk Golfer, but, like, you're too drunk to say it, so Grunk Dolfer. And I can't, I can't pick out exactly the day it was or whatever. There's no, like, aha moment. And then I was kind of just like, I wonder what a logo would look like for a name called Grunk Dolfer. Still no idea what it was going to be. And actually the first rendition that I came up with was our logo, this oh, the logo. Dude, how and, did that um, happen? I know, right? Well, there was, yeah. there was another, I had like two options. Mm-hmm. One was this, the, the logo of the guy drinking, and one was of a guy crushing a can off to the side while he was leaning and I just I, I decided the drinking one was the op, the best mm-hmm. and then okay so, so I when was name. this though was this was this, this was like in literally the last couple of years or? June of 2021 a year and a few months ago okay and um and so okay, I, I so then so now I have like a little concept mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay well what can this be I was, and I was a big fan of like bad birdie right like they're the first in the space of like cool golf polos that aren't like foot joy adidas nike mm-hmm. and so i was like i'm gonna make polos no idea how to design anything no idea what any of that looked like mm-hmm. and so i text my my buddy brad shout out I to go, brad i wish brad was here i know Dude, i love brad had too. A baby. brad's such a fucking great guy too you guys are all he had a baby um so I, I text him and I text him the name, the logo, and I say, I want to make a pay, uh, payroll. <laughs> I, I want, he's in payroll. I want to make a polo company. He's like, I, all you need to show me was that logo. I'm in. 
<laughs> you know? So that was really like the origin of, of the name, the logo, what it was going to become. And then, and then we just kind of hit the ground running. We like all met here and figured out what it was going to be, what our startup costs would be or what we would, were willing to invest, I should say. And, um, and yeah, that's, so that's the beginning. Yeah. So kind of taking it back, because we, we kind of jumped into it quickly, but like, w- did you grow up playing golf or like, what is your background with golf? Why, no. why golf, you know? So actually, okay, so wait, we got to say how we met because, yeah. you know, it's like love at first sight for us. Dude, right? dude I fucking we love met, it. ever since, yeah. The trade, remember the trade tournament? Dude, yeah. So we met yeah. at a, what, what was that place? Was the the OC... Skins Game Golf yeah. Tournament. No, but it was even before then. Remember, we you guys were on the tee box on like hole ten at the Santa Claus tournament, and that was like yes. when you guys had first start, like really, truly first started. Because you said in black gold, that was like we had yeah. just started selling online, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and um, yeah, so so the frosty four ball. Shout yeah. out to Ruben, OC Golf Blog. And but we, you know, that was a busy day. We didn't really connect or anything. You know, we just kind of met. And then fast forward, like what? I mean, at least six months later, four four yeah. to six months later, mm-hmm. Borrego Springs Golf Ramsdale. Course out in the middle of nowhere. Absolute gem of a course, though. Gem of a course, course, but like, yeah. you know, like Fazio. a shiny diamond in a field of turd, right? Yeah. Like just middle of nowhere. There's literally hit, nothing Brad in Borrego Springs. <laughs> Brad and I part. hit a deer on the way there. Almost totaled Brad's car, almost died. Like yeah. if Brad didn't swerve the right way, we're dead. So we show up and who are we paired with? Freaking Dan and Pete. Pete. Yeah. You, yeah. Pete's yeah. still a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, like I said, love at first sight. We, so that, that's how we met. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought that was important for context. And I can but, attest, like, I remember going to your car afterwards and literally seeing fur stuck in. Dude, Deer I'm first, not kidding. Like, no joke. There was, like, blood on your car. Like, it was – I wish yeah, we would have taken it, pictures of that. I mean, it's a pretty traumatic event. I'm but. sure he has pictures somewhere, but, yeah, it yeah. was it was crazy, mm-hmm. um, especially it happening in slow-mo. Yeah, anyway. Do you remember whole 18, for too? Day. And then I hit a goose. You hit a goose? I, I want to say you hit him, like, I, twice, dude. I, squ- yeah. I squared yeah. up a goose in the chest. Dude, with a right? scold a uh, scold approach shot. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can still yeah. hear that goose, man. It's oh, the, dude, the, the wine. Yeah, he died yeah. late. He definitely got eaten by a coyote yeah. that night, right? Like yeah. had to happen. Had to happen. Oh, for sure. It was Peter not was a good day case, for Grunk yeah. Dolfer and Animal and PETA, you know? Mm-hmm. It was not a good day. So anyway, I thought that was important for context because what yeah. I was gonna say is I so I didn't grow up golfing. But yeah. the guy you were paired with at our first tournament, uh, Grunk Dolfer Super Am, Danny Cross, mm-hmm. he got me into golf. Oh, he did? So I grew up Wait, with him. Wait, are you him. talking about the content day or the – No, no, the no, day? the like Grunk Dolfer, the, the, okay. the, the tournament. Yeah, yeah, the tournament. So Danny mm-hmm. Cross, the one that uh, you were paired with or against mm-hmm. or whatever, um, he – so he and I grew up together. But then kind of fell apart during fell out during high school because we went to different high schools, mm-hmm. and then in his college years he got me into golf because I I didn't really go to college, and um, so he got me playing at Whispering Lakes in in Ontario, okay. um, and we called it it had a funny name because it's right next to a sewage plant 
So I don't remember exactly what it was, but you can kind of do the math. It was yeah. it, it was not a good nice course, and it was Could like it smelled, smelled the... terrible. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, anyway, so that's where I started golfing, and I was probably twenty at the time. So that, that's why I'm still a hack. I mean, I've never had lessons or anything. And but dude, you have a love for the game, and you have a new driver. Right? I do. I mean, it's all about the, it's all about the new clubs, baby, dude. You got a nice. I do. Set. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I just got the Mizunos. Um, so I yeah, I mean, that, I'm trying right? to get better. Yeah. I'm trying to get better, but like, and and I I'm getting better. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm almost I'm an 11 right now on the handicap. So um, and I'm but hoping those clubs started, will help. Grunk Dolfer to now, I'm assuming your handicap is just four, gone, four, right? four to six strokes. Probably, I was yeah. probably a 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. and again, it, it's just it's just from sheer volume of playing. Now, right. you know, You're it's, always it's out not. I'm not. Course. Yeah, like I'm always trying Corey. to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's. Uh, I wish there was a, again. A, it's not like I. Uh, it was just like I had. I I really do love golf, but mm-hmm. it's not like it, I grew up playing it or anything. Right. But golf is a drinking sport, right? That is officially our trademark slogan. <laughs> yeah. I love that, man. That's so cool. But it's about like, what is golf to you? Do you see golf as it's, it's like this beautiful game where like it's supposed to be like camaraderie and everyone has a good time. And I'm agree, dude. I, that's the thing about golf. And we talked about this last episode. It's like there's so many layers to golf, you know. You can try to you can like try to play professionally, you can take it serious, or you can just go out to the golf course. So like what is golf yeah. to you? What I love about golf is I, a great example is on, on um, Tuesday, I played at a buddy's country club yeah. and he's probably close to scratch and I'm me. And then, you know, an 11 and we played with his, his buddy who gives him lessons, who's a plus six and a half. He's going to Q school this year. He played from the tips and shot eight under at bear Creek, which is not an easy course. Yeah. Can we name drop? And, Can we get him on the pot? Uh, we we could yeah dude he's he's a stud i would you he would love to be on the pod and i think he's gonna he's gonna give me lessons but anyway so that like what i love about golf is like i i grew up playing tennis and i was mm-hmm. pretty good problem with tennis is you have to have somebody that's at your like if you don't have a partner to play with that's close to your level it's not a fun game it's a right. it you know and golf is not that it's the opposite. You could play with anybody. I could take my wife out who's just learning how to play and we could have a good time. You're, uh, you're out in nature where, you know, in today's world, especially with what I do for a living originally before grunk is like, you're stuck in a cubicle all day or, a, or in an office all day. And where else can you get four or five hours of uninterrupted vitamin D just out in nature in, in and enjoying it. And, so, and then of course, like every course is a different experience, you know, it's a different scene, it's a different challenge and everything. So I, I, I mean, not a whole lot. I don't like about golf, you know I mean? Yeah. I, I don't even, if I have a bad day, it, I don't even th- think about it. Like, right. and actually that's something that tennis taught me because when you hit a bad shot in tennis, you have to play the next point immediately. And you have an opponent that wants to, wants to win. Mm-hmm. And so with golf, I, I treat it the same way. Like, bad shot there's another shot immediately after and i hate seeing the guys that like melt down you know because it just starts getting worse and worse it's like you're not you're not gonna be pro so what do you like what just have a good time you know yeah and that's what's so cool about like doing this podcast for me and kind of reflecting because i took golf really serious growing up but it doesn't have to be like that like there can be brands 
and you can kind of you can do whatever you want like golf is there's just so many layers to it you know right. it's it's like well, it that's... should be inclusive that's how i want to like pitch golf and that's how i want i want to like bring different perspectives in the podcast to yeah. the game of golf and have it be like this thing where people can just enjoy you know hearing from you or hearing from from someone else because everyone right some pro background. you could get a, a plus six and a half on next week or a, a, le- a minus 11 the, the week after you know so yeah. uh yeah that's that's what's great about it i mean mm-hmm. golf is it's universal and 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 it's one of the fastest growing sports i mean i think it's like pickleball and golf are, are yeah. fastest growing sports in the country so companies now but dude let's get back on grunk dolfer like i yeah, want to hear sorry. the grunk dolfer story that was a little tangent okay so you and Little Brad, candid. you guys, okay, I've made logos, dude, because again, I've, I've alluded, brought this up a couple times, like, I, that's what I want to be in my life, an entrepreneur, and that's why I like yeah. so much respect for you, dude, and I've like messed around with logos on Canva, but the fact that you're able to get the logo down the first try, like, that's yeah. destiny, dude, that's fucking, that's like, it's crazy, be, you know what I mean, like, yeah. that's a big deal, it's, it's hard to come up with a logo, like, logos are important. Yeah, and I think that's, what's, what's funny is being in, like, part of my background is I'm a commercial insurance broker. That's what I, that's what pays my bills. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I, what I would encourage someone like you to do who is wanting to be an entrepreneur is you should still go get the job because Mm -hmm. people like now it's like, Oh no, you should just do what you love. No, do something that makes you money so that you can do what you love. You know, I mean, insurance afforded me a life to where I could golf pretty much whenever I wanted. And then stem from that, stem grunk dolfer right and so i think there i anyway I just that's a tangent too but i think there's not enough um not enough respect given to going out and starting a job whether it's and you don't you know the people you'll meet the people what you'll learn from that job and the entrepreneurs that you work for or it's invaluable so mm-hmm. people i think uh crap on that a little bit too much but anyway um so i think with grunk I, uh, it it just was kind of like this all coming together of like, I've always kind of been a creative, you know, by nature, but insurance just sucks that out of you, man. It's like the most non-creative thing ever. It's just literally boring. Like no one wants to talk to their insurance broker, you know? If it's Um, you, dude, I'm taking up that call though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, so anyway, so I, you know, I was stuck doing that for a long time. And, and I, again, I enjoy it. It still pays my bills, by the way, I still do it. Um, but, uh, I've always looked for a way to express my creativity. So, um, you know, whether that's music or, uh, it's whatever else I was, some stupid project I'm working on, but like, you know, um, and then, so when Grunk Dolfer came, it was like a full, okay, I can go all in with my creativity now, you know? Because was and, this your uh, truly like your first venture outside of insurance, or what, no? Like, how does that line up? I started a I started a uh, supplement company with a good buddy of mine named really? Chip Ryder about seven years, seven or eight years ago. Which Chip Ryder. with no at the time no like didn't had, was new in insurance, had no money, had a very small child, and no idea what we were doing. Um, and we invested no money we didn't have to build this company. We created a cool formula and some good and some good products. Was it whey or was um, it like a pre workout or BC? There was a whey protein and a pre workout, and okay. the pre workout was clean. It had uh, Chip was more of the scientist behind it. I was more of the design and all of that. Right? 
we ended up walking away from it, selling the formula. So we, because the pre-workout formula was so good, we sold the formula oh, wow. um, to a company to kind of break even and then just mm-hmm. got out from under it. And so that was my first kind of crack at it. And, and I learned a lot. Like I learned what not to do. I learned not to go into something when you weren't ready to go all in. And that's where going into Grunk Dolfer, I knew like, if I do this, I'm going to go, I'm going to be obsessed with it until it's successful. And that's what I'm still trying to do. But um, yeah, so, so I did have that. And then I, my whole, my family, my parents are entrepreneurs. So um, my, my dad owns an automotive shop that my grandfather started 60 years ago, Bender's Automotive. And my mom sells boxes and labels, but she has her, she's an independent contractor and then they owned a gym together before and sold it. So I kind of come from a line of, it's always been in my blood. Like I don't, right. you know, I don't know what it's not like because my parents were never in corporate America, you know, mm-hmm. never got vacation time, none of that stuff because they were always busy running their businesses. Yeah, no, that's badass. And I feel like that's that's huge to have in, in your life. Like just that influence, you know, just to see what else is yeah. possible. Cause you can get sucked into like the nine to five life and. I don't know, but just to see them kind of work and do their thing is badass. All right, so so you had that background, but then you and Brad, you had the logo created. So what did it look like when, how, how did that process look like of you actually designing and getting the prints? Like, you know, how what, how many prints did you release? Or like, what did that whole thing look like? Your so, first sort of so run? yeah, the, the first thing I did, like right around the time I told him about it was like, okay, now I need a proof of concept. I want to make a polo. So I started just like Googling like polo patterns and whatever, whatever. And I stumbled across like a website that had patterns that you could buy where you own the licensing rights to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what four things would I want to wear on a polo? Or, and then I would ask myself like, what theme would they be? What, you know, whatever, whatever. And I ended up coming up with these four patterns. One, we, two of them never even got used. But uh, two of them were it ended up being two of our first polos. And so the first thing I did was I had a guy mock them up because I didn't even know how to digitally mock up a polo with Photoshop or, or Adobe uh, Illustrator or anything. I didn't know any of that. So I paid him like 20 bucks a shirt to mock up these four shirts mm-hmm. and, he, and put, you know, like a digital version. And then I sent him to send him to Brad. He's like, yeah, these are great. So Dude, then Brad's loving it so far. He's like, All right. yeah, yeah, no, he, he's, he <laughs> doesn't have any, put. no, he pushes back a lot, but like really? at the beginning he was just like all in cause we yeah. didn't know what we didn't know. Right. Like right. we didn't know anything. Can we so do then a little the guy, quick, wait, how did you, cause you didn't really get into Brad. Like how did you meet Brad? Okay. Brad, me meeting Brad's a funny story. Yeah. So my 21st birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was doing um, door to door sales for AT&T slinging uh internet and, and cable door to door and i was spacex oh this is uh well 20 21 so this is 12 years ago okay, okay. right before my son was born mm-hmm. and just 21 not uh, like again it was like hey i'm not going to college i gotta figure it out so i got a job doing door-to-door sales you know and i was good at it and, and i was in like a management position so on my 21st birthday, I get an interview and the interview process for a door-to-door sales job is the interviewee comes on a sales call with you for the day where you go door-to-door with that person, you spend eight hours with them and that's it. Well, 
this freaking guy is Brad Moon, Holy who's crap, my really? interviewee on my 21st birthday. Dude, I can't imagine he, Brad doing door to door, man. That's not. Us. I know. Well, that's what's funny. But it's, did he crush it or no? Yeah. No. I mean, we we yeah. were good. We uh, you know, we did like I was I was all in. Like yeah. I was doing the maximum amount, like right. 12 hour days, setting records, trying to like the competitiveness. And Brad's competitive, but he's not. He's just like he has to be. He has to be excited about it. He yeah. he wasn't excited about it, and so he did. He did it. He was good at it, and he was very much more uh, passive than me as far as right. sales. And with door to door, like the being the aggressor is is the way that you want to be if you're going to be super successful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, he was, and that's how we met, right? Yeah. And then fast forward, I got a kid on the way, and I'm like, I can't be working these hours, like 12 hours a day, six days a week. Sometimes you're uh, gone for four days at a time on a road trip, whatever. So I go get regular nine to five working for a payroll company. So I quit this company and the company has its quirks. I mean, it's, it's almost run like a, like a pond, like a multi-level marketing company, you know? And so he's like, if you go, I go. And, and by the way, I don't have anywhere to go. So I'm coming to live with you. So Brad comes and lives Dude, on my couch. Up. He lives on my couch in, <laughs> in my that. apartment in my parents' backyard a yeah. month before my son's born. Uh-huh. And so he was there for a crucial time in my life, right? And we were close at this point, but we weren't like where we are now. Right. And so funny story about that is right before my son was born and he's living on my couch, um, one of my good friends is going to Vegas for a graduation party uh, for her graduation party. And I said, Hey Brad, like, I think you should come with me. I think you'll like this girl. Um, uh, come to Vegas with me. He's like, bro, I have $20 in my account. Like I, I don't, I can't, I'm unemployed. What would, you know, he kind of said like, what would, what would this girl even like about me, dude? I'm living on your couch. Right. I said, just come. I'll, I'll, I think his mom ended up saying, you know what, honey, just go. Here's a hundred bucks or whatever. And then I, I said, like, your room's fine. Mm-hmm. That's now his wife. Damn, <laughs> dude, that's crazy how, it's so, crazy how life is, right? I mean, everything comes full circle. Yeah. So, so yeah. now like a dude that I interviewed at 21 yeah. uh, is married to a girl I've known since kindergarten, like genuinely a best, like a cousin, like family to me. And, uh, and so that was, you know, they got, they ended up getting married like five years later, but they, they lived together after a couple of years. And so it's always been Brad and Heather. And so, um, anyway, so that's, that's the story of meeting Brad. Okay. That's dope. Dude, that's dope. I did not know that you guys, it's just meant to be man. The success, baby. Let's go. All right. So we get getting back. All right. We got Brad on the squad. We got our two polos, right? Cause you said you nixed two of them. So then well, there was four. I made four. So, oh, so the guy that mocked it up goes, yeah. "Hey, um, by the way, I make these polos. This guy. So the, I found this guy on Fiverr, yeah, and he's from Pakistan because everyone from Fiverr is in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And um, and he goes, "Hey, I make. I have a factory. I make these. I go, okay. Well, can you make me like one of each of these? He goes, sure. It's another hundred and twenty bucks. I go, okay. Well, sure, do it. And so a couple weeks later the first ever samples come through. And this is like pre-website, pre-anything, like pre-LLC, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And and it was our uh, 
our hipster print. I don't have I don't have it. Is it discontinued? Uh, no, it's actually on our website. Hipster Vibes is the new name of it because I I made it smaller and got it. It has a, a better uh, fabric, but um, yeah. So no, no, it's the original one is not there anymore. And then the other one that was popular was called Neon Rose. That one people still ask me to bring back, which I think we're going to bring it back for spring next year. Wait, um, is that the red rose then? No, no, that's the rough rose. Neon rose was like a black one with pink and blue roses on it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so probably have to scroll all the way back on Instagram to see that one. But um, anyway, so the, these two polos come, and I'm like, cool. Okay, and then another – now, one of the big mistakes I made comes in here, which is I was potentially going to take a big – like president of hotel operations insurance job right when I came up with the idea of Grunk Dolfer. And it was going to pull me from being like a broker that works from home and has his own schedule to like corporate minimum nine to five, like all of it. Right. Which I didn't really want to do, but the money was just so stupid that I was like, I got to consider this right at the same time Grunk Dolfer comes up into my life. And I'm like, Dude, that's a well, challenge. I, like lights is going right. to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to see where this Grunk Dolfer goes. So, um, I had reached out to somebody I knew that did marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had an agency and he was always like posting like that they do content and they do ads and this and that. So I kind of went to him and I said, Hey, me, we went to him and said, Hey, we have this amount of money. We're starting. We want to start this company. Can you help? What would that look like? Da da da. And um, you know, I don't want to harp too much on it, but I, I basically, you know, put faith in this guy that he was going to take some of our capital at, as a monthly retainer and start up the company and then help run ads and, and run it. Would he would he and, produce content for you guys too, or is it mostly just like, all right, here's a website and I'll run like Facebook and Instagram ads? Um, the content we thought we would get a lot more help with, I'd say that. Yeah. So then what happened was too, um, I ended up not the day before I was supposed to start that job, I ended up not taking it. And so then what I thought I was going to kind of be passing this off to this company and just be kind of behind the scenes, I ended up having the time to help launch it. And I'm glad I did because it wouldn't be around if I didn't. I mean, that company was just nothing but a, a nuisance. Like what I learned, it it was a good learning lesson. First of all, I learned a couple things. I learned no one will ever treat your business like you will, no matter what employee, uh, third party agency, nothing. And then I also learned that those marketing agencies are, you know, a snake oil salesman, like hmm. trying to be PC here, but, um, you can but swear. it was great. But, <laughs> okay, good. It was great. It was great because I didn't have, we didn't, we had capital, but yeah. we didn't have like revenue or anything for them to suck out of the business, but that's what they would have been. It would have been like a black hole. They would have just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so what it, what it helped with is when marketing agencies reach out now, I'm very, very specific about the tasks that I want them to do. Mm-hmm. I, I can give them high direction and know exactly what the ROI is going to be. 
Right. And and I, I won't put anyone on retainer. I got I actually got a guy working with us now who I'm really excited about because he basically revamped our entire website for a very small fee and he's mm-hmm. super bought into what we're doing and he uh, is only working on a commission for helping us run ads. So we're again we're responsible for the content and everything, but us being able to get such a, a, a clear understanding of what and how to utilize these types of people in our business all stems from the the terrible mistake we made of hiring those people. They sucked more than half of the capital out of our initial investment for themselves. And, and it was, it was a nightmare. So less of you know, you have to, in order to be successful, like you have to make mistakes, you know, like everyone makes mistakes and everything is a learning process. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And and by the way, that's not the only mistake we've made. We made a ton of them. We still make Mm -hmm. mistakes, you know? Um, and it's just like as as you grow, those mistakes can be more catastrophic because you know as we've grown and put all of the money back into the business, that you know the 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 invoices get bigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The purchases get bigger, and and so you make a mistake with you know you make a mistake with the first fifty polos we ordered, no big deal. You make a mistake with the two thousand that I just ordered, you got a problem, right? Yeah. Because those MOQs so, get high, just just get higher and higher, right? Like yeah, especially if you yeah. go to like overseas. I mean, the the typical MOQ you're going to see, it's going to be in the thousands if you really want to get like that, like economies oh, yeah, of scale, right? I mean, it, yeah, which we're get, not at yet. We're not yeah. even there yet. I mean, we so we started with the ma- manufacturer in Pakistan, like I mentioned, and and I, what I would my like mission statement internally for Grunk was. Obviously, we have a very irreverent brand, right? But the irreverency of our brand is not going to be not going to compromise our quality, right? We want to have the irreverent brand. We want to be the weekend warrior. We want to be the blue collar golfer, all the way up to we want pros to be like, hey, I'd wear this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, with that in mind, you got to compete with the Pumas and the Adidas of the world as far as quality goes. Mm-hmm. And so, I've always been obsessing over getting better up one percent better every single order we make right even if that's it and now we're at a point where this these thousands of polos we just ordered from uh one of our newer manufacturers the detail on it the stitching i mean you gotta i can't wait to get get one in your hands i literally just got them uh 500 of them just landed the rest are still on a plane but like the like all the way down to the button detail I've mm-hmm. thought about and, and obsessed over. Um, and so because of that, we have an insanely good product. Mm-hmm. And then like the hats, like our first hat sucked. Yeah. And then I was That's like, what I wanted to get a- into dude. Cause the hats are like the next signature. Cause you think mm-hmm. about Grunk, like for me, it's we sell way more hats than we do polos. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a lower item, but also like, it's the brand, right? The brand is all over it. So, yeah. So the first hat we had was what we launched with was, um, I guess uh, we kind of skipped over that. So I made those polos, proof of concept, whatever. So then the idea became, let's launch a charter membership where it's a package that that comes with a a signature polo that will never be made again, a hat, a a t-shirt, a koozie, uh, a growler, and that was it for a hundred bucks. It was like a break even at cost for us. Which but it dude, was the like, growler was pretty fire. I still have, I still have the uh, the thermo. Yeah. What do you call so it was one of the, those. Yeah. So it was one of those: a polo, a t-shirt, a hat, 
and a koozie, the magnetic koozie for $100. Because right now in your mind at this early, because this is what? This is still 2021, right? This is this is like, so concept June. Now we're talking August. Okay. Like two months later. We're so now, in your mind, you're just like, okay, I got to build up a following. I got to build up a brand. Right. And I'm going to do that with just getting my product out. Like I'm just trying to break even. Right. And, and, I and that get was my the product thing, out like, to people. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad I did that way. And one of the, the part of the advice of that marketing company was to just make t-shirts and, and, and tumblers mm-hmm. off of like print on demand service. And I mm-hmm. go, there's no way I'm going to build a brand where the idea is high quality by starting with growl or tumblers and t-shirts on print on demand. There's no way. And so I, I, I said, no, I nixed it. Right. I said, we, we're, we, what are we, we are a premium polo and hat company. So give I'm going to make a premium polo and a premium hat. I'm going to throw some other crap in there. And then we're going to make a charter membership. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we did. I ordered 150 of the charter member polos, 200 hats. Wait, so time out. A- Cause I have, dude, I, I haven't told you this, but I'm like so inspired by you. I want to do like a golf short. So when you talk about like your MOQs for those, was it just 150 straight up or was no, it 150 so, small, medium and large? So at the end of the day, it's like 450. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Yeah. So it's very, very small quantities. And that was what was great about working with Pakistan in the beginning. Yeah. I could order 12 polos from them. Mm-hmm. Um, really? That's at crazy. pretty much the same cost as at the, that, that they can do at scale. Now they can't scale. So if I do order a thousand of one polo, mm-hmm. um, it's still going to be the same price, which needed to be changed because at scale, you can't keep those margins that we were paying, what we were paying for those polos. So no, when we order 150, I ordered, I had medium to 3XL. I didn't make any smalls. It didn't go to 4X yet. Now we go to 4X and we make smalls. But, um, and I made way too many media, like I didn't know size breakdowns of what people wanted, you know? So we had way too many mediums, not enough uh, larges, not enough XLs. Primarily it's large XL and then two X and medium are about even. And then three X is a little less than that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, but then the whole thing flopped, right? Cause I have, I have this charter member package and I'm, and I have, a, we shot a content day around it. I have no idea how to shoot content. We had a, a photographer who we still use, who, you know, Jacob. Dude, um, Jacob out. is sick. Yeah. I yeah. He guy. shoots the best content. Yeah. He just had a baby too. So, yeah. um, Big anyway, cyclist so, too. Big cyclist. Yeah, Shout out to Jacob, dude. I hope he listens. Shout to out this, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make him listen. Yeah, make him um, listen, so dude. We, and minute we mark, found 35 minutes. You know, <laughs> uh, again, I, I won't completely shit on the, the marketing agency. We found Jacob through them. So mm-hmm. they were, he was their photographer. And then when we fired them, I said, Jacob, you're not fired. They're fired. Mm-hmm. So uh, we still use him as much as he'll allow us. And he's mm-hmm. great. So anyway, um, so we go out and shoot this content around this charter membership and then we, it's all on the website and we're ready to launch. So October 1st is when we launch our website. Now at this time I've paid the man, this, this marketing company six grand. So just to give you context, I had about 20, we had about $20,000 to start the business. Okay. Mm-hmm. From concept to get it up and running or, or you fail. I had already paid them 6,000 bucks, two months worth of just, back and yeah. forth of them creating our website stuff that I definitely could have just done. Right. Yeah. But I thought I, or Shopify or Shopify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then 
you know, we're, we're getting up to the point where we're about to launch this, this website and I know nothing about Facebook ads. And I didn't know about the iOS 14 problem, which if you don't know, basically when iOS 14 was launched, it totally purged how you can find people with Facebook ads to the tune of like 80%, meaning like yeah. an 80% drop in efficiency. Because they're basically and, like footprinting people or like blocking certain parts of their like avatar, right? So Well, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. You know how every time, you know how when you go on a website, it says accept cookies? If you don't accept cookies, you won't get tracked. Right. So um, anytime you do that, there's it just made tracking so much harder. So again, knowing what I know now, it's it's such a different feeling. But in that moment, when I'm going through, I have this charter member. I have all this inventory of all this stuff that I have sitting in my this office was my first like warehouse, um, and I go, I don't I don't know what what to do like. I don't have the ability to sell this stuff. You're supposed to go run ads and it's supposed to just sell. Like you, you've been talking about this for months. Like once we get to this point, it'll all start going. Well, I'm seeing us run a hundred bucks a day of ads and I'm not seeing any ROI from it. Right. So about a like month zero back, sales. Like no, no, like through. a couple hundred. I mean, I could pull right. up the numbers probably, but a couple right. hundred dollars, whatever. Nothing that I was excited about. Right. So, you know, friends and family, we hit everybody up to buy the charter membership. And and it is kind of cool because there's a few people, uh, actually this, one of the, our first organic sale, his name's Michael Goodman. He was at our Grunk Dolphin tournament. He came down and he didn't know until I told him that day that, hey, do you know like what your name means to me? Like mm-hmm. you were the first person I ever saw on Shopify come through who I had no idea who they were. That was you. Yeah. And it was like right when we turned the ads on is the weirdest thing, dude. And then, but again, it was he like, find you, did, dude? he just he was on Instagram Facebook ad. He Facebook? thought Grunk yeah. Dolphers, the coolest name I've ever heard. I'm yeah. in. And he bought a charter member. And so it's cool to look back. There are a few of them, like a dozen maybe of mm-hmm. organic non-family charter members. They have a polo that, that, that no one will ever get. They have a t-shirt that says charter member on it, a hat that says charter member on it. And so, so that was, that was kind of the launch. And mm-hmm. then from there it was like, okay, the charter member flopped. Do we stop or do we pivot? And I was like, fire these people and pivot. And that's when I really learned, no one's going to do it like you. I'm going to, we're going to, Brad and I are going to hammer down, learn Facebook ads. We're going to learn uh, how to effectively run a content program mm-hmm. and then put it out. And so that led to us making the next rendition of polos where instead of doing one print of 150, I made six prints and made like 12 each mm-hmm. just to, cause one, I was almost out of money. And two, I was like, at least with six prints, people have options to pick from. Cause the right. problem with the charter member package, it was a blue shirt, blue hat. It's like, if you didn't like blue, you were out, which I know a lot of people like blue, but some people are like, ah, oh, it's too blue for me. Mm-hmm. So so we made those, we made those 12 <clears throat> and then that's when we started to kind of, now we're in like the time that we met you in December. That's about yeah. that time. Wait, real fast and, to interject. Cause didn't you guys have like a grunk doll for meme page before this or like, how did that, when I, when I started kind of fit into this whole thing. Okay. So when I started grunk Dolfer's Instagram yeah. account, I started a grunk Dolfer account that I thought was just going to be high quality content only that was going to like eat, sleep, and breathe only like product images, da, da, da. And then I started Grunk Doll for memes, 
which I wanted to be like a meme page. Yeah, like Zyre because that's Golf or like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I, I toiled with it back and forth multiple times where uh, it was like, do I keep posting to this? Because, you know, if you post to there with the idea that you're driving traffic to Grunk Dolfer, you're going to get a, a drop. So I just decided probably a, a right around that time, like December, to just grunk, memes will live on Grunk Dolfer, reels will live everything. Because then it all feeds down in the funnel to the brand, right? Right. And so that, that yeah, so that kind of died off. So if you want Grunk Dolfer memes, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the page from you, dude. 100K. You That's can have dope, it. man. That's crazy, dude. Wait, so right now, like, would you say most of your content is is on IG? But I, I know you do like some TikTok stuff. Like if you had to kind of break down traffic, is it 50-50 or is it? Yeah, it's like 80, IG? 90% IG. Yeah. yeah. We got a good buddy of ours. You also know Joshua that runs our, that he does our TikTok and we love Dude, him. And shout out at, to Joshua. I, I love that, that guy, guy too, too, man. Yeah, he's awesome. Man. Um, So he, he like, he will be our first employee if we, if, when, when we're ready, like yeah. um, if, if he's at a point in his life where that's something he can do because mm-hmm. he, he sees the vision. He loves what we do. We try to take care of him when we can. And he takes care of us a lot. Like he posts on our TikTok, Right. And we have him set up as, as like an ambassador where anything that comes through our TikTok, it, it if like they click on our website from our TikTok, it tracks it and we can pay him out on it. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, you know, so yeah, so he, he's doing that. I run all the reels and stuff like that. And, but most of our, like our sales right now come from running Facebook ads. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah. So Facebook ads for all the entrepreneurs out there are still relevant. Yeah. Everyone's telling me to go to TikTok. I just personally haven't had success running TikTok ads. And I, and in my dumb brain, I think it's all 12 year olds who's buying $80 polos, yeah. right? That's what but- I think. Dude, TikTok is such a weird. Like, let's talk about well, TikTok none of the for rules apply. It's TikTok just this weird, is like, like Western, like you know yeah. what I mean. Weird, like no regulation. There's no rules, so it's you like can, whatever you goes can... on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So the guy that I mentioned before that redesigned our website and is going to help yeah. us run ads. He, I told him like, hey, I'm. You're just getting paid on whatever revenue you bring in. So mm-hmm. if you want to run TikTok ads, I'll give you a budget to run the ads, but you'll good luck because yeah. like I'm tapped out as far as like capacity to, to learn more when it comes to not to learn more, but like I've, I've got Facebook ads down right now where I know if I spend a hundred, I'm going to make three back mm-hmm. and I can scale that from there. And then it'll fizzle out like every ad does. But, um, but yeah, so so Facebook ads is where our primary revenue comes from. Yeah, Pinot Noir is getting a little bit, but dude, let's <laughs> take it back. Let's take it back to the products. So like, when did you decide okay. to go with a button down? Like what? Because that's like the newer. Uh, that, newish that's, product, that, yeah, that's right? a long. That's a long ways away. So I'll, I'll kind of give you the the speeded okay. version to there. Because mm-hmm. so 2022 is rolling around now, and mm-hmm. we got some polos out. We're still trying to learn ads on our own now. Spend a little bit of money. We had to put a little bit more in at this time. And then we're, I'm doing a ton of like uh, pop-up shows uh, anywhere I can get, get my stuff. And then the big, the big difference that happened in January 
was we met with Oak Quarry, which is the course where we had our tournament. You've been a couple times now, yeah. right? Love that place. And that guy bought our polos. And but dude, okay, paid... for the listeners, because we have listeners in Italy, we have listeners in Czechoslovakia, dude. We have a bunch yeah, of listeners, yeah. dude. Our analytics are nuts. <laughs> but just to give them an idea, you walk in right side pro shop, half the wall is grunk golfer, right? Now, yeah. or excuse me, that full excuse me, I mean half the shop. Sorry, that whole wall. Yeah. On the right side is all freaking grunk golfer, dude. So yeah, now, keep going. So yeah. so th- so so this was our first golf course ever walking into. It wasn't like we got yeah. shut down at five and this was the sixth. The first mm-hmm. golf course we walk into, we knew the bartender because we're grunk golfers. We always <laughs> gotta know you gotta know your bartenders. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to Kyle, the GM. So mm-hmm. shout out to Kyle, the GM, love him. He's like, dude, I love this stuff. And right right before I met him somebody else had given me advice to take my logo off of the polo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thought that that was the thing. I thought I had to, he said, he said a super clever line. He said, don't let your uh, decoration get in the way of your design. And I was like, Oh, the logo shouldn't be on the polo. And if you look at some other brands, they're not like proud 90 and Sunday swagger. There's no logo chest on the polo mm-hmm. uh, chest logo. So anyway, so Kyle goes, I'm buying your polos. And by the way, he has Bad Birdie in there. He has Waggle. Yeah. So he's up on the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, um, I'm buying your polos for that logo. That logo is the best thing that you have going for you. Your designs are great too, but like that logo is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So we go, okay. So we buy 72 polos, which was like a ton to us at the time. And then mm-hmm. by the way, most golf courses, and by most, I mean every single other one since, pays net 30 terms. You know what that means? Yeah, they pull you out in 30 days, yeah. Yeah, so you you have to go buy it, then you embroider it, then you deliver it. So that takes – I buy it up front. Then it takes 60 days to manufacture and embroider it roughly. Then you deliver, and then you get paid 30 days later. So we're talking 90-day window. So Kyle comes to us and he goes, hey, look, just so you know, this isn't how most people do it, but I'm going to pay you half up front and half when you deliver. Which that's like, okay, so you're paying for us to go make these and then you're paying us profit. It was like, we, we were jazzed and he bought a ton. Like he bought, he bought, uh, I want to say 45 hats or something and 72 polos. And so we're like, done, we're in, love it. Yeah. So we delivered those up closer to the end of January to him. And then, and then started doing those trade, more of those trade shows where we Wait, would just grassroots like pop-up shops like swap oh. modern day swap meets right. right where i'd go up i'd go set up a booth and we would have like a little chippo out little beer mm-hmm. putter game and our polos hanging on a rack mm-hmm. and um and it you know that was just grassroots stuff i did it i did it probably a dozen times for every every other weekend or whatever and brad brad would come too and and so in that amount of time, that first like three, so let's say Q1 of 2021, mm-hmm. 22, sorry, we switched manufacturers to a different guy in Pakistan that started doing, um, then we came out with what was our summer collection. This is where you come into play, where we had that big photo shoot in March. Dude, which with, by the way, I was on your site earlier today. You're I the main photo. A, a, a main photo, baby, bestseller, Fairway Palms. Check it, it out. It is the best polo. selling polo. 
Dude, I was it shocked is. when I saw it. I was like, You didn't realize that? I didn't know it was Bro, the best selling one, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't be mad because we're about to switch all of the images to uh, white backdrops. But you'll be the second image still. Yeah, dude. We'll take some. <laughs> we'll take some sh- some photos, man. Let's fucking go. So so anyway, um, so we we come out with those eight. So the twelve kind of sell through. We sell mo- sell out of all of them. That's when like when we did those six in December. We sold out of pretty much everything, and then we come back around to. Uh, we focus a lot on getting Kyle's order right because it's our first wholesale order. So we do that January, and then we start to, me and Brad start to really figure out what what the what we're going to do next. So the next thing was okay, we're coming out with eight prints. We're doing twenty four each this time, so we're kind of upping the ante. Um, and then, and we're going to do a photo shoot. We're going to get two tea times together. We're going to do eight guys. We're going to get a huge day of content, and then we're going to launch those on the website. And so you were a part of that. That was in mid-March. We did that. Mm. March 24th, actually, it was. And um, and so that was kind of like the second... I, I would say that launched the second phase of Grunk Dolfer because that was when we started doing the, the polo quality increase slightly. Um, we got the hats. That was yeah. when we implemented these new hats. The so the first hat, hat yeah. the first hat we ever did was the Puka hat. Puka is a very popular golf brand hat that Mm. golf courses go directly to them to make their like, you know, country club hats and stuff like that. But they just, you know, it was generic. Um, So we made a custom hat manufactured for us. You know, the logo is what's, it's a rubber logo rather than like an embroidered logo. So it's got a really clean look. And um, we launched those the same time we launched those eight polos. And then, so we did that and then we, uh, so we had a lot of great content mm-hmm. and then we all, so that was right before masters. So then we came out with that matte green masters hat, yeah. right? Over shoulder, yeah. And yeah. And we did a buy two polos, get a master's hat free in the month of April. And we mm-hmm. sold out of all of our polos almost and, and all of the master's hats. Yeah. And so that month of April was crucial. That was the first month where, Brad and I on our own had success running ads, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that was cool because like, I mean, first of all, I think one day we did a thousand dollars, which was like in sales for a day on a website where we're running a hundred dollars or $200 of ads. Yeah. So it was like huge for a confidence boost where we're like, Oh, people that we have no idea now all over the country are buying our stuff. And of course for us, like we're talking 20 orders, right? Like, right. One thing that comes to mind is like, what makes an ad successful on Facebook? Like, are you focusing on the content, the photos or like the copyright or, or like what have you noticed is sort of the nice juicy combo of a successful the ad? Co- the content is key. I don't think, right. honestly, I don't think the, and again, I don't have a lot of experience, but like from what I've seen, it's all about the content. The copy means nothing because all you're trying to do is get them to click. And then right. once you click, you have to have a really good offer. So it's those two things. It's the content and the offer. So that buy two polos, get a hat free, the master's hat in the middle of master's season, targeting golfers, targeting master's followers was huge. And then what happened, what happened was um, May rolls around and we have nothing else to sell. Hmm. And we have a little bit of money out of everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, the offer was done because we were done with the hats. We were Hmm. low on hat inventory 
and low keep in mind when you're buying 24 of one polo you're buying three medium seven large seven xl three you know what i mean so you sell out of your large your larges are sold out for that print right so it just creates like this bottleneck of like there's not a lot of inventory there might be certain sizes of certain things but no not enough where if 100 people are landing on your site someone's gonna buy because your inventory sucks um so may rolls around and we start to okay well we need to we need to figure out inventory management now which is probably the most complicated part of our business inventory management how do you keep stuff in stock but keep money in the bank to keep you know just to 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 survive mm-hmm. and um we don't have that we still don't have that mastered yet cuz dude the only this, thing i could think of was transitioning it to like like you mentioned print on demand earlier, like manufacture on demand, but then your margins just get absolutely screwed. Yeah. They, Especially if it's coming from, yeah. Like, so how, how do you yeah, really screwed. scale? And so you, you, you would have to, so, so this, so May, June was like an impasse for us where it was like, okay, now what, right? We've mm-hmm. proven proof of concepts there. People love the brand. Um, and, and that's where we started going, okay. Uh, we, we need to, we, we started coming out with collections and then, and me and Brad got on this kick where it's like, okay, well, we can't scale the ad side effectively because, okay, let's say we start spending a thousand dollars a day, we'll be sold out of our inventory in three days. Like, right. it, so, so then it was like, okay, well, we need to we need to get into more golf shops. Like, it's going well. By this time, Kyle's already rebought once or twice in the next couple months, and we're like, okay, we need to get into more golf shops. So we go get into this other guy, Dos Lagos. And he, that um, it's in Corona by my house. The guy lives right by me. Cool guy. Way more low key than, than Kyle. We didn't, uh, like, as far as like, we didn't have to embroider it. It's like a, a lower costing golf course. So they're just, they just do stuff different. Hmm. And he's a part of a thing called touchstone golf, which that's the management company. And so he connects us with the CE, uh, or the VP of ops for touchstone golf. And so me and Brad meet with him. We're like, Hey, we want to get into your golf shop. And he's like, Hey, look, a lot, this is all done at the G I'm. So I'm thinking this meeting's going to be life changing. I'm thinking he makes all the buying decisions for all these 50 golf courses. Come to find out. No, hmm. every GM makes their own decision, but he put us in touch with all these GMs and he, he kind of let us know that, Hey, not all of them know what's going to sell, what's going to whatever. So this is when we came up with a catalog where we can hand physically hand to people, digitally send to people. And because of his advice about, Hey, these guys don't always know what's going to sell. You can't just give them a catalog with 30 different designs. I put together what was called a touchstone starter kit, which was like stuff we knew was selling in Oak Quarry at Dos Lagos and on our website. And then minimum quantities that we recommended and paired them with hats. And it was like a $3,000 package or whatever it was. And so we start, uh, so we, we start putting that together. Um, at the same time that's happening, we get into, uh, this association that allows us to get into what's called the desert show. And that's a show where everybody in the Palm Springs area comes and buys their merchandise for the year. Okay. Okay. So we're about to launch this touchstone program and we're about to go to this trade show where we're going to get this in front of all these other buyers. Wait, that'll happen right when is this, this is now uh july okay, of this so, year yeah okay so 
beginning of August is when this trade show was. Mm -hmm. And we, we go to the trade show, we get a ton of orders, which we had no appointments. You were supposed to make appointments. We didn't know that. So we just kind of showed up and sat, sat in an empty like ballroom for four days while all these buyers were going around to all these people that have been in the industry for years and years with all their appointments. You know, these, these people that that's their job is to rep, you know, brand X or brand Y and then the buyers know them and then they come in and buy from them. We just sat there like with smiles on our face and our, our like display. Yeah. We had a booth yeah. and, and like, and it was great. Like it was great. We, mm-hmm. we got into the right places, dude. Like, I mean, Indian Wells golf resort, we're, we're going to be in there here in the Are next few weeks. Really? We got into some super exclusive private clubs. Yeah. So it was overall a success. So now here's what happens with, with the desert, their, their season starts in November. Yeah. So in August, we get all these orders predicated on the idea that we are manufacturing them, embroidering them, and shipping them by November 1st. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we got $30,000 worth of orders. And then the touchstone thing gets released, and I send that out. And I get another dozen golf courses to order off of that starter pack. They didn't all order the full amount. Some of them were just like, oh, I just want hats or I just want this. But anyway, so now all of a sudden we're staring at this huge PO that spans across 18 different golf courses. And it's like, okay, this is going to cost us X amount of dollars. We need, we need money, you know, because right. we have remembered back to that like 90 day window. And this one's even longer because they're, they're not getting delivered until November 1st. So that's, that's kind of what happened. Like in August, we got into 18 golf courses Dude. and we uh, had to go out, borrow money, manufacture the polos. Those just landed now. We're embroidering them this week and next week. Mm-hmm. And we're delivering them to all these golf courses in November. And we'll be in basically 20 golf courses in the month of November, December. And then, and, and we actually stopped calling on golf courses because we had so much like we were pot committed so much to all this inventory that we bought that are like we couldn't physically afford to go out and get get more golf courses wow dude i didn't know you were going to be in 20 golf courses that's crazy yeah and that's just scratching the surface dude that's yeah. what it was funny like when you were telling me that you want to get into like entrepreneur stuff or sales or something i was like dude you should freaking be a rep for us because that's the next step is what we need. Mm-hmm. We need it's a guy. All relationship we need... building, right? I mean, you made it sound like like these guys all oh, dude. know each other, right? They've been he, going. He, to they all know each other, but here's the years. thing. They all know each other, but here's the thing. Never met a never met a mean dude in this space. Everyone loves their job. The head pros, the GMs, mm-hmm. they all they all love what they do because it's golf, right? Back to the original, like figuring it out, right? Like everybody is here because it's what they love to do. They might not get paid the most or, or whatever, like, but everyone loves golf. So um, we've had nothing but success. I mean, we, we've had, look, we, we get told no all the time, but like coming from a sales background, I'm used to hearing no door to door. I would hear no a hundred times a day. You do that for two years. You're, you're pretty tough skin, you know? So anyway, um, yeah, so getting into all those shops now, it's just they're going to sell through, they're going to rebuy, and then yeah. you know if we get into 
five shops a month for the next 12 months, all of a sudden we're in, you know, 50, 60. And I'm more excited about growing that side of the business than I even am about e-commerce. I know e-commerce is where you, you know, that's the sexy thing to do. You go make, you see these big Shopify revenue pages for daily sales. I don't really give a shit about that. I love the relationships that I'm building in this community. And honestly, that's more sustainable to me. Like, and it's also market validation. It's the community of golf saying, we support you. We like what you're doing. Keep it up. That's the, that's the coolest thing to me. Yeah, that's badass, dude. But when you look at that's, that's something that came to mind. So when you look at like a healthy blend of like, would you call it, what's the correct word? Is it wholesaling to these golf? Yeah, it's wholesale. So what's like a, an ideal sort of blend for you? Is it like 75, 25 or is it like, I think it should be 50, 50. I think it should be 50, 50, right? Because the, the, the wholesale side are, is big chunks, lower margins, and then the online side, in theory, is higher margin drips all day, right. all day, every day. You have money coming in, um, but yeah. So I think we'd want to be at, we'd want to be at a fifty fifty. But at the end of the day, we'll go where the opportunity is. Right. If we have an ad that's killing it, we're going to scale it up and sell out as much as we can. Right. And then it goes back to our inventory problem that we're still trying to figure out. It's at some point we'll need like a revolving line of credit that we'll just have to we'll have to be this is our, this is our system that we're now implementing. We have our best of the best, which is what you saw. Now we have our best sellers. That's like a thing we just launched and I'm going to be, we release collections of polos every season. These are the ones that the golf shops will be buying for that season and so on and so on. As those sell out on our website, we'll take the best seller of that collection and move it into the best of the best category. The best of the best is something we plan on basically buying making a purchase order every single month on so that we always have those best of the best in stock because that's what people buy off of the website on a daily basis. I mean, I don't even have ads on right now. And when I put those best of the best back in stock, I started getting more sales because it's just, it's what people like. Dude, that's and really some, cool. Yeah. Cause you think about like the iconic golf shorts, you think about like Tiger and his red, right? Like people yeah. want that shirt. But you're you're releasing so many designs, the market is essentially telling you what they want and what they don't. So right. And that's the beauty them. of keeping yeah. your MOQs low, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get rich right away, but you'll fit you'll get a lot of market information. You'll know what the market's gonna do. And I think that's super important because now that you have now now that we have those like five best it's just like fuel on the fire right like run the ads make good content and people will buy them give a good offer and people will buy more of them it's mm-hmm. it's that simple and then as you sell out you make a couple bucks and you put it back in and you just scale that so whereas you know our first order like i said we were doing 12 12 units at a time then 24 and now we're doing a couple hundred per print at a time and so that starts to just snowball and then what else you can do is as you're buying that inventory and now you know you have this wholesale side okay well i got 20 golf shops at least that are going to expect new stuff in the next 90 days okay well guess what based on the sales i'm getting here on the e-commerce side i'm buying inventory now for those wholesale orders that i know are coming through so that i can just embroider them and get them out to them in in a quicker way so it's starting to kind of learn again. We still don't have it figured out, like, but learning that process yeah. and, and kind of seeing how it can come together is, is, is cool. 
like when you think about the next kind of steps outside of figuring out, you know, inventory management, which is a huge sort of question mark. And like, uh, you know, it's not just Grunk Dolpha that's figuring that out. It's pretty much every, a lot of companies as well. Like, do you look to other products? I mean, we kind of talked about the button down shirt. I mean, do you plan on releasing pants or I know you guys have a really nice glove, dude. Also, I want to give you a little shout out for the glove, dude. The leather on that glove is fucking beautiful. Really? Wait, the white one? Yeah, I really like that glove. It was like kind of That's thicker. funny because it's a funny story about that glove. I, I hate that glove because the guy that manufactured them, I mm. ordered 300 of them. And the first one he did, he he put the he screen printed the logo on and the guy came out like smashed and fat. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to do that little rubber logo. And so I go to the guy and I go, dude, this is not what I ordered. And I got a blue and a black glove and those turned your hand the color of the glove, like the, oh, the really? ink bled off of it. Huh. So he goes, he basically mans up and goes, look, the colored gloves aren't my thing. The white gloves are my thing. Trust me. Let me make you the white glove. I go, fine, make me the white glove. And yeah, those gloves are great. Um, hmm. But it was a, that was another little learning experience. But yeah, so as far as like, um, going vertical Mm -hmm. in in the golf space like more products um as long as we keep evolving the polos to be better and better and stay with whatever market trends are going to happen right because stuff's going to change um the pull the button downs were a cool offshoot that candidly haven't done great online but every golf shop wants them right? right so so there's that um we some some like uh, accessories the higher margin stuff we're co- going to come out with because polos don't have a, a terribly great margin but like you know the hats have been a big thing again i think our our hats outsell polos two to one um and then we yeah we have some cool products coming out uh yeah, the dude, people that Maybe are going tell me after when we're not online all right uh, I mean, I'll, I'll drop this right now because this segues into the last thing you wanted to talk about, I think, which is our Grunk Dolfer Super Am. Yeah. Um, so with that entry, obviously you get all of the stuff that it comes with, a hat, a polo, unlimited alcohol, which you know because that you went to the one in August. Yeah. But we're, we added uh, a mystery item that's going to be the next product on our website, but the launch of the product is going to be our tournament. So the people that come to the tournament, they're going to be the first ones to get it. Yeah. And it's a driver head cover. Yeah. Okay. That is, uh, has our lo- the full logo, the whole he- head cover is our logo yeah. in a, in a nice patch. And then on the side, there's a pouch to hold a shot bottle, one of those miniature shot bottles. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that, you know, we'll put like one of those mini shot bottles on it with a ribbon around it that says, uh, remove in case of emergency, you know, oh, like yeah. you got the shanks, no problem. Take a little shot. Right. Yeah. That's dope. And man. so that makes so that's sense the next too. product. Like a nice head cover. Like, and it's, is it all leather or like, can you explain a little bit more of the colorways or. So it'll be, there'll be a black on white and white on black. And that's the thing, like with, with the, with the alternate products that I try to do, like even with the hats, right. It's all like solid color stuff because the polos do enough do enough loudness right? right so um so like the club head cover too i mean eventually i'll probably get into more colors but i just want to do white leather with black logo and a black leather with white logo and everyone at the everyone that bought the mystery gift for the for the uh the club uh, for the tournament they'll be they'll be getting one of those 
Yeah, that's dope, dude. That's that's awesome, man. Congrats. Releasing yeah. a new product like that, like everyone needs a head cover, right? Especially a nice right. quality head cover. But right. can you get well, into the I drunk think... ams? Because those were so much fun. Like I had an absolute blast, dude. I'm I'm kind of like butthurt that's that awesome. I can't make it, but it's December 9th. Let's talk a little bit about it. And you 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 had the full sellout. You have a ton of people there. Are, are there going to be more like are the country club adjacent guys going to be there? Or like what's going on? Uh, I don't think they can make it this time. I do have some influencers coming, but mm. yeah. So we just sold out 180 spots this time. Mm. Last time we did our first tournament, it was 100 spots. We shotgun 13 holes on a Saturday afternoon. This time it's an all day event. We have the course to ourselves. And that, I mean, that in and of itself was from an entrepreneur side is scary because you sign that contract to rent that course out ahead of time. And it costs more than my wedding costs, right? Like it's a big number. And then you have no sponsors and no entrance, like no attendees, right? right. The day you sign that. And so you probably know that you, I, you probably got all my messages and saw our stories. I was just, everybody I had ever said hello to in my life got a message from me saying, come to this tournament, right? And then we were able to get Corona Premier as the title sponsor. How did that um, happen, dude? I met her at a at a thing at a pop up. Who was she? Who's she? She's the uh, she's super cool, and she's obvious. I mean, like being able to attach our name to Corona a year yeah. into our business is Dude. crazy to me. Are you kidding? Right? Me? Yeah. So, I this is this is a this is funny because yeah. so I met her and she was super cool at this event, and um, she's like, oh yeah, I work for Constellation. It's it's Corona, and I was like, mm. oh okay i mean not like that but like i was like oh okay cool you work for corona i didn't realize that constellation was basically owns corona i didn't understand yeah, that they have time. a portfolio of like like what else yeah modello like all that yeah. stuff right yeah yeah so she 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 was cool she bought a polo off of us for her boyfriend and then um and then you know we just kind of stayed in touch and then she hit me up because she needed some polos and she wanted our fairway palm um for hey. an event she was doing. hey it's a yeah. great shirt yeah and so but that that come that becomes important because so i didn't have it in stock right yeah. back to the whole i don't have my best sellers right. in stock so now the goal is to always keep those in stock so anyway when she called and asked for that i said hey i have this tournament coming up would you be interested in it she's like uh dude like budget's tapped for the year but like get some info on it let me know i'll see what i can do right because these people, they make their budgets a, a year ahead of time. Right. And we're just, right. I'm just coming to her three months before. So what I did was I designed a polo. Because, you know, we give away a polo at the tournament, right? Mm -hmm. I designed a polo. I took our fairway palm, the one she told me she wanted. And I redesigned it with Corona colors. And I put the Corona, like, beer in it and the crown in it. And I mixed it up and mixed it around into our fairway palm polo. And I called it mm -hmm. the Corona fairway. And I said, I sent it to her and I said, if you sponsor my tournament, I'll make this the signature polo that we give away and I'll give you some to give to all of your like employ the employees that work with you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, we're in, we're done. We're, we, what do you need? Right. So they're providing, you know, all the beer and all that stuff and, and a bunch of prizes. I mean, she's going all out for us. And yeah. um, it was all because, I mean, I'm, she probably would have done it anyway, but I'm, that polo was like, I use I leverage my skill of designing polos to try to secure that that brand. And by the way, they have 
you know, 10, 15,000 employees, right? Like mm -hmm. if they like that polo, they will buy them from me at a whole, on, like on a wholesale level, right? Yeah, Which is sure. a whole nother side of the business, like the corporate sales side. Yeah. Um, that could be really cool. That's an absolute bag, right? As far as yeah, no, we, quantities go, I mean, Oh yeah. That's a yeah, different level sure. of like manufacturing. It's a different level. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. dude, that's really interesting. You know, I didn't know, I, I saw, I saw you drop that on your story, like what last week or earlier yeah, this so week. We, so, so just like how those numbers worked out, we had mm -hmm. like 10 signups because our cost was like 275 on it for the yeah. tournament, which again, values there, but dude value, mm -hmm. let's talk about value real fast. Cause value is okay. absolutely there. Shirt burrito I get absolutely smashed nine coronas right yeah i was Bloody reading Mary it earlier today you yep. name it dude the value is there but i get why people are like uh, i don't know you know all right keep going well it's around the holidays right like yeah. my wife that was the point my wife made which uh, something a guy doesn't even think about but she's like yeah like we're buying presents around that time you know mm -hmm. and like okay so and i agreed like i never in my life would have paid 275 to 300 dollars to do an event i just it was not in my wheelhouse of something that I would think of doing. So, but the thought was, well, we showed value on the first one. So everyone yeah. there is going to come. Mm -hmm. And then we just got to get another like 80 guys. Well, you know, holidays, traveling cost all became a factor. And I, I just, I told Brad, I was like, we need to get the cost down. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be the expensive tournament. You know, those PGA memes tournaments as cool mm -hmm. as they are and as all the famous people, it's like six to $800 to enter, enter. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to get our market to those tournaments. Like right. the guy who's buying a grunk dolphin polo ain't that guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, it's gotta be 200 bucks. And so we got Crone on board. And then just with that in mind, I knew it would attract more sponsors. So I dropped the price. Mm -hmm. Me and Brad decided we're dropping the price to 200 bucks, no matter what. And at the time it was like, we would lose money at that price, but, um, we just had faith that we would get more. And we did body armor reached out to me. They said, Hey, you guys need a hydration beverage for this smash tournament. You're going to do, mm -hmm. we want to be it. So, Hey, <laughs> hydrated by body armor. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that's another and interesting, then, like, yeah. Sponsor. Yeah. And then I, and then I, and then I worked it out with Corona to, I said, Hey, look, like you're going to be the primary thing. Your alcohol is going to be everywhere, but there's some local brewers that want to be involved here. Can I allow them to do a, a whole sponsorship where they pass out their local brew at a hole? She said, absolutely. So we got a couple whole sponsors there that, so we just added all that on. And it, in the meantime, this is the same amount of time where I was just blowing everybody up that I knew this is the same week that Brad had his baby. So he's obviously buried in that. And we just somehow, some way, all of a sudden I looked down and we had 180 entrants and that was it. So that's crazy, dude. Congrats on that again. Cause that's big time, dude. Corona body oh. armor, all these new sponsors. Can you, you tell know, the listeners about your favorite, uh, like the seltzer you made? Is that going to make an appearance as well or no? That's not going to make an appearance. That was like a specialty. So my drink of choice on the golf course, I call it a grunk dolfer, obviously, or a grunk bull is its other name, which is a red uh, sugar-free Red Bull vodka with a splash of Sprite. That's my drink. And so the first tournament we had, we had a local brewer that sponsored it. And I asked them if they could make a seltzer. And who's what kind of seltzer has ever had like a 
Red Bull, imagine like a Red Bull vodka flavored seltzer didn't exist. So I was like, let's do it. So they made us a keg of it uh, to give out at the tournament. So that was kind of like a specialty thing. Would love to do that long-term sometime. Like, I think that's an easy transition into the brand, Mm -hmm. not necessarily being in the alcohol game, but lending Mm -hmm. our name to an alcohol company that will do it and then just getting a percentage of it. Yeah. That's, that's an gonna interesting form of like diversifying revenue for sure too. Cause that came like completely that like out of right. Field. Well, how about, we how about this? I mean, I mean, imagine, there, right? imagine you're a golf shop and yeah. you know, you have your bar attached to your golf shop, right. Mm-hmm. And you can go buy a grunk doll for polo. And if you, Hey, if you buy this polo in our golf shop for 80 bucks, you'll start, you'll start your round off with a grunk doll for seltzer mm-hmm. for free. Right. Yeah. Your, your first can, it's first included. cans on us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's badass, so, dude. Cause no one's ever done yeah. that. I mean, you think of like the iconic drinks, right? The, the Arnold Palmer's and the, the John Dale. I don't even know if that's technically one, but then the grunk Dolfer could be up there, dude. Who knows? You know, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta stay focused though, because like I did obsess over that after we made it and it got such good reception. I was like, we gotta figure out how to make this, but like you, you don't want to drown in too much opportunity, you know? So it's like yeah. that that could come one day and the trademarking I did protected that. So mm-hmm. if if you know, if there's ever a point where we can put a Grunk Dolfer logo on a can of beer, yeah. we can do that. Dude, so that that kind of is interesting because for me personally, I feel like I have so many ideas and I have a tough time just like following and pursuing one. So like as an entrepreneur, you have all this stuff going on. You have shirts, like supply chain issues. How do you just focus on like how do you break your day up? How do you focus on like the main issue and like keep the mission going? You know what I mean? Because there's always um, there's a lot you could focus on, right? There's a lot going on. Yeah. Plus, plus I still run my regular job. (laughs) So it's, a. I mean, I think I I've always just been, um, like a natural, uh, compartmentalizer. So like I can do or not compartment the opposite. Like I'm a multitasker. So I could, I I, I operate off of stuff. (laughs) We need some alcohol. I operate off of, uh, I operate (laughs) off my tabs on my, on my browser. right? Right. So I have my, my, my PC open browser open that has my insurance clients that I'm talking to throughout the day. I'll have my Shopify open. I'll have my design open. If I'm coming up with new designs that day, I'll have my drive open if I'm like, and so, and then I just periodically throughout the day, sit here at this office that you're looking at or on my couch and I just plug away. And it's like, it's little by little. And it's crazy that when you're doing something you love, because I, I don't think I ever really have before it all like insurance always felt like a grind, but you know, you look, someone would look at me, look at Grunk Dolford today and be like, what? Like, uh, oh man, that just must've just ha- like, he's, he's still small. So this must just be where he started. Well, no, you're talking about like a, a bite a day. You know, you're talking about little tiny minute things every day, constantly pivoting, constantly changing, constantly thinking about new things to do new new products to add every single day mm-hmm. and then Brad and I just going out and executing it you know mm-hmm. and so and 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 I think it's important to have like those short mid long term stuff going on right yeah. so, so we'll have like a long is it like you'll have like okay so like it, it, within the next month we're going to do our our 2023 meeting where we're going to like storyboard our year right 
And this is like 50,000 foot level where we want to be at the end of the year and some big like things that we'll need to accomplish in that amount of time to get there. Hmm. Well, if you just do that, you'll never get it because like that mid-year goal might be that we need to be in 50 golf shops. But if, if tact, tactily on a day-to-day basis, you're not figuring out how you're going to get into those extra 30 golf shops we need in six months, you'll just, it'll just, you know, what's that saying? Like a, a, a goal is just a dream without a plan or, or no, a dream is just a goal without a plan, something like that. Like at that point, you're just dreaming. Like a goal needs to have action attached to it. And so we'll start off with that like long-term plan. And then we just talk every single day. What are we doing today? And you look back a year from now, from then, and all of a sudden you've accomplished all this stuff. And it's like, wow, we didn't almost didn't even realize that we were day in and day out accomplishing these goals, but we had set them for ourselves and we made them. So that's badass, dude. So what is, let's manifest this shit. When we think of 2023 for Grunk, like, what are you trying to, I mean, can we talk about it or is there stuff that's still kind of like under wraps? No, there's nothing under wraps. I think like goals for 2023 are going to be, um, uh, I mean, stretch goal is to get into like 80 golf courses. So like we're at 20 now, right? So no, everywhere. We, I mean, like, that's the thing with getting hooked up with these management companies if we can get a couple more of those that we can call on, um, we will be, we'll get into 80 easily. So I'd say 50 to 80 courses by the end of the year, um, have our online stuff humming, mm-hmm. um, hopefully outsource man, uh, shipping. Every shipment yeah. that we have ever done has come right out of my garage. And I like having that hands on touch. I mean, right. but it's, it's at some point, you know, you're, you're sitting packaging at, uh, at the height in August, which was our biggest month, because again, we ran out of inventory in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I was spending four hours, two days a week. So eight mm-hmm. hours in a week, just packaging mm-hmm. orders, which that's just not an effective use of your time. Right. So that, that would be a goal to outsource that sometime in 23. Yeah. And then just, that would be huge, you know, dude. Uh, that would free up so much time and this like mental, like capacity yeah because it's not like but again it's it's physical dude and it just wears on you you know like that yeah and that but that just comes back to the inventory management thing because you have to have so much inventory on hand from Mm -hmm. that fact you know at that warehouse wherever it's going to be probably like somewhere in texas or something because that's like middle america where the shipping is makes most sense on both sides Mm -hmm. and um and then you still have to have your own inventory to be able to give away or if you want to have to get an order out quick and they can't do it you know so Mm -hmm. So it complicates things, but it simplifies things at the same time. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the vision. And then like long-term manifesting, what's the craziest golf tournament of the year? Probably Augusta. No, the craziest, like wild, like that you would think is most uh, on brand. For sure. Probably like the waste management where they have like 80,000 people on. You hit the nail on the head. They're building this. The they're already building the uh, bleachers now for it. By the way, and this year it's happening the same weekend of Super Bowl and Super Bowls in in Phoenix. But the Grunk Dolfer Beer Garden at the Waste Management Open is going to be a thing one day. Dude, That's that. what's happening long term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see guys wearing? Would you want people on tour to wear your stuff? Because you kind of talked a little bit about that. Like, is that a dream, or um, is it more for like the? 
like you had mentioned weekend warrior you know i think i mean dude if you can get a pro in your stuff absolutely uh and i got i got some connections with some guys on the corn ferry and i'm still trying to work out what those details will look like mm-hmm. um i would much rather that than give it to some influencer to wear because mm-hmm. those influencers are like the modern day like freaking celebrities that just think they're hot shit and don't ever do anything to be dude, honest you're talking to one right now dude but dude i can't imagine the grunk dolfer on hole 16 like that'd be gnarly at the way no just think of like not even hole 16 but like so you know there's the grounds there where people are going and getting beer imagine like this is my vision like if you really want to get into the gritty details of it it, because i haven't dialed it it's like people come to figuring out for the hot takes yes so it's like the pop-up shop right right, of all of our stuff that you can buy and -hmm. on the back wall is all of the local breweries in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the beer garden. So they have the taps that you come or someone will pour it and you'll wait in line. And while you're waiting in line, you're shopping for Grunk Dolphin stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like there's green AstroTurf on the ground that looks like a putting green. There's like wood shelving. And then there's like wood bars. I mean, I see it as clear as day. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Have you, have you, uh, spoken that out loud before or is that all oh yeah like with you I, I manifest that like all the time okay, like if you okay. spent any amount of time with me you'll know that that's like i don't even actually manifest anything else for grunk dolfer i just kind of work on it that's the one where it's such a pie in the sky like wouldn't even know how to get it started but like mm-hmm. anytime i talk to anybody kind of like in the golf space i'm like hey you know anyone at waste management like i'm always asking because all it's going to take is that one answer that goes yeah and you put me in front of that person that makes that decision at waste management. I don't care how it's getting done, but it's getting done somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, you're crazy, Nick. This is going to cost you like half a million dollars to build out. No, it's not. I don't know how it's going to happen, right. but it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, and that's the kind of vision and drive you have to have. And that's why like, I've, I've brought this up a couple of times. Like, I've always looked up to you and Brad, you know, because it's hard to do your own thing. And you guys are just fucking full sending it to just acknowledge that, you know, and, and like, give you guys that from like a respect standpoint, because you guys are, you're really cool. Like your vision, but you guys are also like just good guys as well. You know, like you've hooked it up for me. You guys have just been huge. So I don't know, man. I I really love having you you on the pod, man. I appreciate you having me. And when this gets out to, you know, I don't even know, speaking of keeping stuff in stock, once this gets out to figuring it out crowd, you know, Mm -hmm. We're, nothing's going to be in stock so they, yeah. they better go now dude, and get dude, there you don't know the figuring out crowd is you know they're just supporters of everything so they're going to just buy it all up man we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how it goes awesome dude. dude well hey yeah. on a real note too we need to get together and, and get around in like yeah i mean soon. you keep coming to san diego and you never hit me up dude but i'm like i'm right in little italy i'm telling you you and your girl come over like we'll we'll hang out in little italy on the roof we need like, to you, one of her time. co-workers it's, just come no, over one of her co-workers lives in your place. building dude and so we yeah. we want to come down there and hang out so we yeah. we need to set it up enough talk we'll, we'll yeah. take some you action keep, you it. keep show, like i'll look at your store and you're like at tory or whatever i'm like dude nick or Madeiras. On, yeah, like, dude, hit me up, dude. Great. Next time we get great Brad on, too. Yeah, we got to get him on and tell his side of the story because it probably sounds a lot different than mine. Yeah. So, because he gets to, like, he, he, he's like, he keeps the, the, the wheels on, you know, like, I'm the, 
I'm the freaking drunk driver at the wheel. And he's just the one that's like, no, the no, grunk driver. no, <laughs> the grunk driver, you know, yeah. I'm the one that's all over the place, pie in the sky, thinking about grunk doll for beer garden and all that kind of shit. And he's just like, let's figure out how we're going to do this. So yeah. it'd be dude, cool that to get makes his a perspective, good team, you know? And like you said, you yeah, we're very yin and yang in that way. You just send him the logo and he's like, I'm down. Like, let's yeah. go. Nope. All right, man. Well, we'll throw in an ad right here. And uh, just want to say <laughs> shout out to Nick. <laughs> I, I love you, man. Thanks uh, for your time. This dude. this uh, this podcast is brought to you by Grunk Dolfer. Go to grunkdolfer.com or dopepolos.com and get yours now. Use code First Time Grunk to get twenty percent off your first order.